Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. High fly ball. This one left field backing up our show. Backing, turning, and that ball's gone! What a night. What a night indeed! Connor Wong, four hits, two home runs. He puts the Red Sox in front in the eighth inning as he strikes again. It's the first time in his career he's had a multi-home run game. Well, we are dealing currently with a broken Boston But could the Boston Red Sox actually be healing Boston? May seem like a little bit of a stretch, but you know what? These days, given the difficulty, our winter teams who are expected to win championships are having even defending their home court or ice. We will take any single shred of sports positivity we can get. Good morning. How are you? Your old pals, Fitzy and Hart here with you on Breaking Boston for Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. And Andy, we have not touched on the Red Sox much on any podcast, let alone since we mostly talk football uh, on our terrestrial radio shows.com and beyond. But I think last night was the night that merited. We finally allow them to, as the kids like to say, enter the chat that we bring them into the fold. We pay them a little tribute, if you will, because you know what? I agree with our pal Lou Merloni, who tweeted last night after the Red Sox come from behind, 7-6 win. Lou Merloni said, and I quote, as I said, this team is entertaining and worth the investment creeping. How about that? They're even even making Lou cool to the tweet these days. It was a really big win last night. They've won two in a row against the Toronto Blue Jays. They're now 17 and 14 on the season. Now, a team that is not even winning at a 600 clip and is only now but a fifth of the way through their season is hardly worth heralding as an oncoming champion, a legend, and a dynasty. But what is it about this team that makes makes me think now, you know what, Lou's right. Hey, the Coops, the Bradfoes, the Will Flemings of the world, all the baseball writers, sure, obviously – you're Jared Carabases, who will tell you if the Red Sox are two and two thousand that they're still the best team in Boston and they're worth committing to. What is it about this team that is starting to make it feel, dare I say, just what we need? Fun. Well, first of all, I didn't talk about them for months and months on end because I had a rule that I would not talk about them until they were out of last place. So now we can talk about them. They're out of last place as of yesterday. And I probably could have done without the Tom Karen led victory lap for them leaving last place. Like suddenly we're in Boston where not being in last place is worthy of like a celebration. Well, it was That's pretty kind of early sad. with Shaughnessy though. Like Shaughnessy, like after the first day and he is the leader. Yeah. He is it's the king equally of as early, equally as early to talk about not being in last place and being tied for the wild card and things of that nature. But Fitzy, you're right. It was a Tuesday night at Fenway Park where it was raining, Mm -hmm. where there was some question as to whether the game would even be played. Mm -hmm. There were 28,000 people there, which I think for a Tuesday night in early May when it's raining is a pretty damn good crowd, a pretty good damn good energy. And I do think there's a little something building. Now, is it sustainable? I don't know. Connor Wong, first multi-home run game, crushing the ball, could have had another, had a 
Fitzy, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this term. Mm -hmm. I learned it from good friend Will Fleming mm -hmm. on the broadcast with Joe Castiglione and Will, uh, I mean, uh, Lou Merloni. And he, Connor Wong had a reverse unicorn. Do you know what a that is? A reverse unicorn. Hmm. Uh I'm not even going to bother trying to say anything silly about it because it could nothing coming out <laughs> his nope. butt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he hit a ball mm -hmm. that would have been a home run in every ballpark except the one he was playing in that night at Fenway Park. Obviously, Fenway has the 37 foot high wall. He hit a rocket that hit the wall um, and was not a home run, would have been a home run anywhere else. So it's a I guess I don't know if this is a common term. He found it on a website, so I'm running with it. Reverse unicorn. You got to be careful with terms like that you find on websites, Andy. That's true. You do. That is true. The old Abe Lincoln. Don't look that one up. Uh, nope. Don't need but, any. <laughs> but Connor Wong and and Alex Verdugo, who where did they come from? Do you remember? Uh, I if I if I'm correct, I think they came in the Marcus Betts trade with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Indeed. Do we need to reassess that? No, we don't. It's way too early for that. So put that crap away. But we can acknowledge that early in a baseball season, Verdugo is as hot as anybody in baseball. He has sort of become the centerpiece of this emotional April and May, this energy. Connor Wong, as you said, use your turn joining the chat mm -hmm. of that conversation. Guess what? These are not the star studded Ramirez, Ortiz, whatever, Betts. Like, nope, that's not who these Red Sox are. But if you wanted to be a Bloom believer, if you want to be a Red Sox believer, at least they are chumming the water of your belief. Like they're giving you a little something to watch. Yes, is is winning game 7-6 every night because your pitching's not all that good sustainable? Probably not. Mm. Is this lineup sustainable? Is Verdugo going to keep doing this forever? I don't know. But guess what? You know who's also hitting? Yoshi. Yoshi's come along. He's hitting the ball out of the ballpark, showing some power, showing some of that energy that I know you and I talked about coming into the season out of the World Baseball Classic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a person like me who's not Lou, by the way, we got to keep an eye on Lou just because I want to make sure if the if the Patriots in like October are a half game ahead of the Jets to stay out of last place in the AFC East. I want to make sure Lou Maloney's excited about the Patriots and what they're doing. Let's hold him like, to the same standard. One of the things same I energy, want, right? I want that same, same energy, energy, Lou. I want accountability and I want consistency. If yes. I want, and if anything else besides a decent night's rest, a cold beverage, and a warm supper, I want accountability and consistency. If we're going to celebrate the fact that the Red Sox are not in last place now, when people had hot, had less than no hope for them whatsoever, not us. I think you said I'll celebrate when you guys get out of last place, but I think you're going to be a reasonably, maybe not entertaining team, but you should, you're not going to be as bad as everyone said you are. And yeah. whoa, have we lowered the standard from 2018 when one of their two wagons won World Series to, hey, just don't suck. Uh, and I think we'll probably think the same of the Patriots this year because they stunk so bad last year. And yesterday on our Six Rings and Football Things podcast, we came up with uh, the new C word for the Patriots is competitive. That's right. It is okay to say the oh, Patriots that. are living up to the C word. They're going to be competitive. Guess what? Your Red Sox are competitive as well. I, I'm actually enjoying when I flip the game on or I'm listening to him on the Shaw's Red Sox radio network. It sounds like Joe Castiglione, who isn't doing all 162 games this year, is having fun. Bradfoe is damn near out of his mind these days. I think Bradfoe even 
Brad Foe, the baseball isn't boring account. Uh, Brad Foe show and all of them are having a blast. He even now he's getting into the meme game because yeah, look at him tweeting out uh, half an hour ago. Brad Foe just writes, good morning. And it's the Red Sox as a wild card team, 31 games in at 17. They have a 548 winning percentage. And now everyone's victory lapping. But he got into it because Brad Foe uh, did a Photoshop. I know this can't be real. Uh, it says just re up for another season outside Dodger Stadium. It's the best investment we've made. It's a billboard that says, Dear LA, thank you for Connor Wong. Sincerely, Red Sox fans and at Bradfoe underscore show. So, so can can we I love this stuff in a way. I sure. understand we are Boston. And there it is, right there. Look at you that. See that. There it is, right. Look at that. That's thank you for that's Connor such Wong. A bad photo. 74. <laughs> when will he get a real number? <laughs> um but I like this stuff in that this is what sports used to be, certainly in New England, before entitled town became mm -hmm. a thing, before all the championships and championship or bust. It used to be, and I was talking about this with like hat and t-shirt games. Mm -hmm. If you won the division with the Patriots or you won the you won the AFC, you won the first playoff game, people would get excited. They'd go to the pro shop, they'd buy that hat. They because I don't know if we're gonna be here again. I don't know if we're gonna go any further. I don't know if there'll be more hats and t-shirts. Then Somewhere along the line, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, and certainly the Patriots became, uh, I'll buy the the commemorative uh, Sports Illustrated championship. Yeah, maybe I'll get the DVD. I'll get, I'll get the Super Bowl right. shirt. I don't need another AFC championship shirt. Right. Now we're what back a bunch to. Of spoiled brats. This is what sports was and is in a lot of places where it's a process. It's year over year. It's, eh, I don't really know how good we're going to be this year. And then you're excited when you're surprised at how good you are. And. Again, sustainability, no idea. Maybe we're talking about firing high and bloom by the, the all-star break or the trade deadline, which was a talking point coming into the season. But right now, there's young players mm -hmm. that you're intrigued by. We've The fun thing is they've put to bed. Remember when the team fell apart when Duvall got hurt and mm -hmm. it was like, oh. Oh, we all wrote them guy. off. We already said we're right. on to 2024. Right. They had one guy that was, was the offense. Well, no, they're still scoring runs. They're staying in games despite – mediocre pitching i guess i'll call it might the not even starting really pitching mediocre. has been very media that has been super is there a word that is just below mediocre but right above lousy uh poor questionable, questionable. middling eh, i think they're a little below middling Adi but adequate barely adequate barely, barely adequate barely, barely adequate. adequate that's what we'll settle it on barely adequate starting pitching but there's reason to watch. There's reason. And some of it is the baseball stuff that's mm -hmm. going on with games being quicker and the, the energy. That's helping the a lot. Group. The fact, okay, yeah. I, something, I don't know what it is. Maybe the fact that I see like the game go final at 25 after nine. And it's great. There's a, and like, there's a walk off and the new led lights are doing the, um, am I, you know, watching a nightmare sequence in a movie? Uh, did I take Molly? I'm at, and I'm at a dance club. Like, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I like it. It's just something new about it. Like, I've actually I've I've said personally to fans, I've even said to people within the organization um, and it's subsequently fallen on deaf ears uh, in Foxborough. I've said, you know what? I kind of feel like we need a little bit of a refresh. It's not my business, but I feel like the Patriots coming out to the same Carmina Burana music, um, O Fortuna and then Crazy Train. 
I, just, I said, this feels old. Like, this feels like what they did during the and Tom Brady era. Yeah, it is. No, I feel like feel it's still, old. It is old. It, it's old. It's stale. Like, uh, it's not like it wasn't stale 10 years ago when Brady was running out and pumping his fist in the end zone. But it would, the reason why is because it was a tradition you got used to with those players and there's an associative property to it. The fact that Fenway is just like, you got 300 young dudes in the outfield during a rain delay dancing with their shirts off. You got a much younger, energetic crowd. Uh, you've got the LED lights. You got a bunch of guys you can barely identify. There just feels like an injection of new energy, youth, and spirit into the team that's making it fun. And then you have guys like Verdugo that are that wear their emotions on their sleeve, that are aggressively outward in their displays of team forward energy. Uh, Masataki Yoshida coming around is just like an absolute diamond in the rough. The bullpen actually pulling itself out of the dumpster that it was in last year. Guys like Josh Winkowski wasn't even sure if he could go last night coming in with that lethal sinker and getting a save when they needed it. Uh, there's just there's just a little bit. You know, Kike has made, uh, what, eight or nine errors on the season. Uh, there's, there's effort. You know what it looks like, Andy? This is one of the things we love around town. And I know you, I think you said the energy ener other day, like your tenets of coaching were energy, effort, and attitude. Correct. Okay. I think the Red Sox have a lot of energy. They're putting out a good effort and they've got the right attitude. And I give the beat writers and everybody at spring training credit because it's easy to tell us a team has those types of, of, foundational aspects to it after you win after you have something oh they're winning walk-off games they're playing well compared they're playing above their talent level maybe no no no. they told us in spring training this team has a great clubhouse they have a great makeup now it turned into a little bit of huh so did they not last year was xander an issue last year was jd an issue last year but jaron duran has talked about part of the reason he's playing better is the atmosphere around him and the guys that have been brought in in Turner and company that are sort of solid veterans that he feels comfortable with. And I think that is part of this. And we were sold that by insiders and outsiders of the team, people wearing a Red Sox logo. And I kind of, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that's called. Oh, yeah. I, oh yeah, sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Like talent wins. Yeah. But guess what? Maybe there is something to that. And I know, um, Alex Cora talked about it when I filled in at Fenway Park in our Ford Fenway Studios for one of those interviews during the midday show. Like he likes his team. Mm -hmm. He likes he his does. team. And we'll see if he still likes his team after a eight game losing streak in July or, or whatever, because there are rocky roads coming. Um, and it's not like they've built up this, you know, eight game lead in the East. So when they stumble, no, when they stumble, they're going to be back in last place and they're going to be back looking up at other teams. But this team has a certain. I guess energy, as mm -hmm. you said, maybe I'll take my words, energy, effort, and attitude. They mm -hmm. have that. Now we'll see how good the talent is. If Verdugo can keep this going, Yoshi can keep this going. If Wong is going to hit two plus home runs every single night, that would be awesome. And who's the dude who hit his first, yeah, the dude who hit his first home run the other night, which was an apps Edward, uh, <laughs> a coop. What was the guy's name? The, the, the catcher, the first lefty hitter hit an absolute bomb a couple nights ago to dead center field, ran the bases like he was told he had to sprint and get home in under 20 seconds. Um, I forget, but I, like that was a little, Coop that died. was, that was a little bit of a moment as well. Uh, who's that guy's name? Just working on that now for you. Uh, good to see our Red Sox producer. All right. That's it. You're fired. 
Uh, actually, one of us has to. We're going to lean on him for things like that. I, details I, I and names. That's research the whole, we have everything else covered. If you're part of the baseball is a boring movement and Bradford show, and you don't know the name of the backup catcher who hit a bomb the other night and shot a stunned Fenway. What good are you, kid? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope maybe, you know, we'll even be talking in a few weeks instead of like, well, they fell back in the last place. They are who we thought they were. Shame on us for getting out over our skis and thinking they'd be they could be better and buying in early May that they were a better baseball team. Than they are. You don't know a baseball team. You're not supposed to know your football team until Thanksgiving. You definitely shouldn't even start having conversations about where you're going to finish, what kind of team you are and what your hopes for the season are until Memorial Day. So maybe. Uh, can I disagree with that? Just in uh, one. Is that an old cliche? I Did I dip into the well? Uh, Do I, well should I take a lap? I'm pretty sure the Oakland A's suck, and I'm pretty sure okay. they will suck on Memorial Day, but the Pittsburgh July, Pirates, Labor Day. That's true. Okay, but the Pittsburgh Pirates, the pleasant surprise of baseball. Maybe they swept the Red Sox because they're sneaky surprise good this year. And I do want to point out that while the Rays are an absolute wagon, right now the Red Sox would be in second place in the AL Central. This this is like you know 2021 or 2022 Patriots syndrome all over again. Second Loser. place in the AL West. They would be in second place in the NL East. Uh, they would be in third place in the NL Central behind said Pirates and the Brew Crew, who they beat uh, in a series earlier this year at Fenway, and second place in the NL West as well. So they're playing the competitive most baseball right now. They're not in last place in their division. A division with every team has a winning record. Every team has a positive run differential. They are mm -hmm. not in last place. So no. small May victories. We take each and every one of them now as as the Bruins get swept away in historically embarrassing fashion, as the Celtics gone. blow at home court game one. And, and we just wonder, like, what happened to the mojo of the Garden and Boston and Entitled Town? It's nice to see the Bruins actually putting the kind of effort out there that'll get more people to tune in, that'll make the Boston sports fan proud and give us something positive to talk about. Uh, tonight, you've got Nick Pavetta in his 5-1 ERA against Alec Manoa in his 4-9 ERA. Manoa and Verdugo do not like each other, so we might actually have a nice little bit of a competitive feisty Wednesday where both Sox and Jays, I won't say is lit, but is least worth tuning into. And then you have game two, Sixers and Celtics. Celtics blew it on Monday night. Likely no Embiid once again. Andy, uh, I'll toss it to you. Please don't toss it back to me, and then I'll toss it backcourt to Maxi for the easy bucket that takes the game over. Uh, can they put forth the kind of effort that convinces not just the Garden faithful and Celtics fans, but themselves that they can get right back into the series with the confidence they had when they were shooting 77% from the field in the first half? It did not stun me when they stumbled with Embiid out in game one. I think that's who they are. They even acknowledged that post game a little bit with Al Horford. <coughs> as, did, as did Jason. Oh, they actually did what you just did, choked. They choked. Uh, my expectation is that they will dominate the Sixers. I think they will win this game by double digits. Uh, I think they, in a weird way, created their own motivation and reason for getting the job done at the Garden. And so you will have Red Sox Jays and the J team kicking ass and taking names at TD Garden. It's all about dominating or watching dominating Jays tonight. I, I'm not sure if that was yep. the right. But that was uh, close, close enough. You know, it's all right. It's fine. It's we're, a it, podcast. If someone listened if, to the 18 minute mark of our daily Boston sports prep cast, thank we appreciate. You. Yeah, we thank you very much. Number one. And, you know, you'll probably forgive us as well. All right. So tonight you got Sox Jays 
at 710 from Friendly Fenway Park. You also have, I believe, at 8 o'clock tip-off between the Celtics and the Sixers. Game 2 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Can old man Harden come out with another resurgent, rejuvenative performance no. with Fort? No, I think there'll be a much greater defensive effort put forth. A consistent four-quarter effort by the Celtics. The other C-word, consistency as well. Uh, for the latest on the Celtics. For the latest on the Sox and, of course, everything Patriots-related, listen to the Six Rings of Football Things podcast. Check out weei.com. We'll be back tomorrow with What's Breaking Boston. Top of the morning with a hot cup of Boston sports. Please rate, review, share, and subscribe at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Heart. And we are at this very place each and every morning. Until then, take care of yourselves. Go Boston. We'll talk to you soon.